0: Hello, everyone. It is the Antioch Iridentist. Once again, I'm your host, the Antioch Iridentist of this fine podcast. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. A lot going on this week. A lot going on in the world. And a lot going on right here in the United States of Sodom and Gomorrah, as I like to now call us, because that's basically what we are. You can tell me different, you know. You can tell me we're not that when we got fucking kids, children, elementary age and younger, being brought to events where. (laughs) <laughs> They're seeing people in costumes of uh, exposed breasts and stuffing dollar bills down G-strings of men who dream of being women but don't have the courage to take the hormone pills and get their dicks cut off. Fucking Christine Aguilera, that trash bag hoe slut whore, wearing a fucking fake penis in front of children in an all-ages event. That's what we are solving anymore. But anyway, enough of that horse crap. <laughs> Let's see. We got a lot of elections going on. We got Doctor Oz and John Fetterman. Did anybody watch that debate last night? I didn't watch it the whole true debate from beginning and I watched as many clips of it as I could on all the different topics, courtesy of the News Nation YouTube channel. Uh, pretty entertaining. Like I gotta say, Doctor Oz is smooth. That guy is smooth. I don't. I don't know how. If you're an undecided voter, I don't know how you're not picking him after you watch that. Um, I don't even agree with everything he's, you know, his positions, but overall, he's a good candidate, you know, stands up for the right things, uh, including fracking, which is very important to the Pennsylvania economy. Um, I think he softened on a marijuana legalization a bit too. So that's good. Uh, Fetterman, I I just got to talk to you. The guy opens up his opening statement because he got to make the first opening statement with good night, everyone. Like that's, that's what you say when you're when you're telling people to leave at night, and good night, and if you're greeting people when it's evening, you say good evening. So, And that was not a very good debate performance on his part. And I want to be clear that I say I'm not mocking him. I know the man has had a stroke. I also know that, to his credit, the man has lost 150 pounds in the past 18 months, I think. So kudos to him. Good for him. That's amazing. That's awesome. Good for him. And I'm sorry that he had that massive stroke and that he went through that. I'm you know As someone who's had grandparents who've had strokes someone who's known other people even in my age group who've had strokes it's nothing to take lightly it's very serious so we're not mocking him for that at all but we're simply saying politics is all about optics it's all about how you look how you come across how you sound and he's tall really tall i think i read he was six nine so you know again i just i i just can't help but wonder to myself What was the Democratic Party of Pennsylvania thinking, making that, you know, getting behind this guy as a nominee? Was there nobody else that they could get behind? It's just, I mean, there was no one else in the whole state that wanted that seat that was, you know, some kind of prominent businessman that happens to be Democrat or whatever. Nobody. But they picked this guy to run run against a guy who spent years being on TV. So you know he's going to be confident on stage. It's the same thing with Donald Trump. You know, you know he was going to do well on the debate stage because he's been fucking years on TV for years and years, decades. So, not a very smart choice, though. I think Dr. Oz has this one in the bag. We will move on to the New York governor race. That was Lee Zeldin, the Republican, versus the incumbent Democrat Kathy Hochul. And I watched a few clips of that. Last night's debate was an hour and seven minutes, I want to say. And it was 100% that the topic... Was crime? It was all crime, and that was a disappointment for me because I want to hear people talk about a variety of topics, not just crime—the one thing. But you can really the the advantage of that is you can get into the minutia, the nuts and bolts of it, when you focus only on one crime, on one topic, or or even if you make it two, you can get pretty deep. Um, I like Lee Zeldin. I mean, and this is someone who survived being stabbed on a on a debate podium by some lunatic. Like people try to shoot his house, or set his house on fire. So I mean, there's some lunatics out there who don't like this guy. Although I will tell you, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a little bit of uneasiness about him. That he's doesn't have that. uh, Let's get tough on crime, you know, streaking him. To some extent, he does kind of remind me of anyone watched that show on HBO from late '90s, early 2000s called Oz. And you remember the governor in that? uh in that show, he was this, you know, tough on crime asshole governor. You know always trying to fuck with the inmates and shit. And part of him kind of does remind me of that guy. And that guy that played him was in so many cool movies. Fucking uh, School Ties, Donnie Brasco, all kinds of other shit. Anyway. So, I know New York has recently legalized recreational marijuana. So, even if Zeldin is a uh, anti-drug guy, which I'm pretty sure he is, because I've tried Googling to look up his stances on, on drug legalization, and I can find nothing. He seems like the kind of guy who would want to be <laughs> having drug users arrested. I don't know that, because I've not found where he said anything about it, or at least not that I could find. Uh, but I don't think he's about to <laughs> go destroy that industry that's going to bring in probably a billion in revenue for that state alone. So We shall see. We shall see. But yeah, I, I'm a Zeldin guy. I mean, when I see... Things like this, this ass clown, fuckface uh, Michael Palacios, you know, committing aggravated assault against innocent people in a McDonald's, gets released with no bail. Then that's because of New York's bail reform policies, by the way, just so y'all know that. Gets released within two hours with no bail. Commits two weeks later another crime like that again, and once again gets let out with no bail. He should be sitting in a fucking cell awaiting trial for aggravated for two counts of aggravated assault. So. Daryl Brooks. I don't know if anyone remembers that name. It's not a name that was widely mentioned over and over and over again, but if you remember last late November, right before Thanksgiving, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, this is the ass clown with uh, dreadlocks who uh, drove a red SUV. Started it out at 30 miles an hour through a parade, through a fucking Christmas parade downtown in Waukesha. It's like, what fucking. Bullshit call center job where you're running late to that you had to go 30 miles an hour through a parade, you ass. I don't know what this guy's just loony. He seems to me as uh wouldn't shock me if he's if he's either genuinely psychotic or if he had a racial motive. I don't know. I don't know what his motive was. No who can ever understand something like that. Going 30 miles an hour through a Christmas parade. You know. I don't get it. But uh initially he pled guilty, then he withdrew his guilty plea, then he pled insanity or something like that. And I don't think he had a lawyer with him at all during this. He just represented himself. So you're definitely insane. If you're on trial for murder, murder one, first degree murder, and you represent yourself, you definitely got screws loose there. But, uh, you know, he was being an ass to the judge, by the way. And it's, you know, I've seen, you know, high-priced lawyers get shut down by judges. This dude is just being a complete ass to that lawyer the entire time. So glad he got convicted glad he's going to prison I uh, don't know exactly what the sinning, sentencing parameters are yet but uh, you know when you do things like that you get put away in jail not uh, not for calling out crisis actors for being crisis actors you know but I'm looking at you Robbie Parker and you uh, David Hogg uh let's see here what else we got going on mr. Sulu from Star Trek g1 generation 1 Star Trek mr. Sulu aka George Takai. So I responded to a couple of his tweets today. Oh, this is pretty funny stuff here. Let's see. Oh, where did it go? Where else are we going here? And George Takai. George Takai. So he tweets out this. Democratic voters in blue states, the GOP thinks you'll stay home on election night. They think you feel like your abortion rights, your right to marry, your gun control laws are safe. But they aren't. They're coming for it all. Now is the time to stop them. Everywhere. Vote. And I retweeted it. I quote retweeted it. I said, I'm a libertarian. And I'm not trying to keep anybody from getting married besides minors or those being coerced or in a very bad mind frame. And I do want to end your gun control laws, and I do want to prevent abortion after week 10 with the exception of life of the mother. So pretty sensible response, I think. Let's see, another George Takai tweet here. He said "MAGA Republicans want to make my marriage to Brad illegal. Brad is I assume his husband. Don't know who Brad is, but okay, I'll I'll take his word for it. Yes or no, will you vote blue this November to protect our marriage? And smart-ass me, I had to reply. I vote both Republican and Libertarian, and I don't give a rat's ass who the hell you're married to as long as it's between two genuinely consenting adults. Why is government involved in marriage to begin with? Ah, so it can tax when you're alive and distribute your estate when you die. And that is the only reason for that shit. That is the only reason they do that. Anything else? You projecting your social views on it. If government was intellectually honest, everything would just be uh, civil unions. You know, when I got married to my wife a year and a half ago, we got married. 18 months and two weeks now, I think. Yeah, coming up on 18 months and two weeks. And the priest almost didn't marry us because I didn't go to the damn, uh, county courthouse to get a marriage license, marriage certificate, whatever the fuck, so we had to waste an hour of our day, the day, the, the day before the wedding, at the, we're going to the, before we even have to go to the rehearsal, oh, I had to go to the courthouse, you know, rush through getting the damn license, and then show it to him, and like, even even the church is being subordinate to government at this point. You know, marriage is between me, my wife, and God. It's a stupid-ass government should have nothing to do with it, but what are you going to do? We lived in fascism. Anyway, what else? Putin, Vladimir Putin, calls for desatanization of Ukraine. Interesting. Satanization of Ukraine. Well, uh, he says there's, uh, according to CNBC, Putin is claiming there's, a lot of satanic sects in the Ukraine. Sects. S-E-C-T-S. And I'm just amazed. And you know, th- this whole Ukraine thing, this thing is getting so old and redundant and boring already. It's like, someone just makes some major amount of progress and get it the fuck over with already. It's silly. And it's hurting, like, ordinary regular people like you and me. Food prices just go up and up and up and up and up, and they're not stable. And why aren't they stable? Because Ukraine is the Saudi Arabia of the grain market. And if they got this instability going on, well, guess what? They ain't going to be exporting a fuck ton of grain, are they? Nah, it's not happening. So this just needs to end already. I don't care how. Just, just tell Russia, hey, you know, we're going to draw a line from Crimea all the way up to Kharkiv and uh, put a DMZ and some twenty-foot walls there, and everything east of that line is you guys. Everything west of that line is Ukraine, and fuck off. You know, thank you, fuck you, bye, as Jim Cornette would say. But don't have a feeling that's going to happen because Brandon the Great told Zelensky not to go to the peace talks in uh april so did uh boris johnson so a pox on both your houses seriously and we're going to end today with chink ueger i don't know you know the the young turks chink ueger made some uh <laughs> kind of surprising coming from him really seriously like you don't you just don't think he'd be the guy to be saying this type of stuff you know about You know, a a very liberal blue city, progressive city like Los Angeles. But he tweeted out about six hours ago, L.A. is a mess. There's trash all over the roads. Cops don't respond to calls. It's close to anarchy here. It's Garcetti already. Is Garcetti already in Mumbai? I think that's the son of the former D.A. Gil Garcetti. Is anyone running this city? Karen Bass seems to be saying she's going to maintain the status quo. She knows how to work the system. No thanks. So I feel bad for Chink Weger here because you know he is uh, not going to be supporting Caruso. What's his name? Uh, Rick Caruso is a real estate developer, businessman type guy. Uh, he's raised $88 million in that Los Angeles mayoral race. And his opponent, the, the lefty lib status quo, you know, probably, probably an Antifa BLM supporter if I were to guess, but I don't know that. She's only raised $8 million. Now this is the problem with. It's not just about big cities. We got big cities here in Texas. We got Houston. We got Dallas-Fort Worth. You know, San Antonio is is you know, it's it's big, but it's really spread out, so it really doesn't count. There's you know the whole county. There's maybe three million people, but it's very spread out, so it doesn't have that large inner city urban you know downtown ish kind of feel. We have a downtown. We have a very inner city, but it's small compared to the rest of the the place. So it doesn't get like a lot of these places. But these places like L.A., San Francisco, uh, New York City, Newark, Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, you know, you name it. I'm sure I'm leaving one of them out. But it's, it's, it's just a clusterfuck. You have liberal policies and leftist policies in already densely populated urban areas. And the police are scared to, you know, try to arrest someone. Like, if someone gets 500 feet or more, like this this, this brilliant genius Lori Lightfoot, Lori not-so-bright-in-the-head foot, you know, uh, tells her cops if someone gets at least 500 feet away, you can't pursue them on foot anymore. So people just commit crimes and run away fast enough, and you won't get prosecuted for it. Great message to send when you're trying to keep crime down in your cities, right? And again, I'm not even a tough-on-crime guy, but just use fucking common sense. Yeah, when people... When there's probable cause and you know someone's committed a crime, you have to at least try to arrest them. What the fuck? Seriously, what's wrong with you people? You got Governor shit-in-the-streets Newsome. You know, he's got San Francisco and L.A. covered in feces. That's what. Yeah, I'm amazed anyone still lives in those places. You know. New York City, Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco. Why would you want to live in those shitholes? You know. Like Donald Trump, he got in some hot water for calling certain countries that immigrants come from, called them shithole countries. Well, I'd probably rather be there than some of those shithole cities like San Francisco and L.A. I'll just say that right now. So, yeah, like I said, like I tell you, every time we're on here, every time we're on here, all you can do is pray for these people. So, uh, you know, we have to be the good soldiers of God that we are. And recognize evil and nonsense for what it is. And that's what it is. So, folks, thank you for sitting here listening to me rant like I always love to do. And we'll see you on the next one. Man, you gotta be shitting me. That mother's strong.